This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this This is Permanent Filter. Filter. Hi, you're listening to Permanent Filter. My name is Kara Amy Maxfield. And I'm Gail Cook. And the topic for discussion today is, why is it so hard to communicate? Now, communication is the is the overarching subject for this podcast, as we have finally solidified. And I always think back to a professor of mine that I loved, and he always used to say about the biggest misconception about communication is that it's actually occurred. And Mm -hmm. I think about his words a lot whenever I am, well, let's face it, frequently fighting with people, especially members of my family. And I wonder how it is that things and people, when when people have such good intentions, and I have to believe that other people that I'm often end up in altercations with also started off with good intentions where things go wrong. So Mm -hmm. I think about with Gail and myself, like this planning for the second podcast started off with me promising to do something and then promptly doing something else. And then our pre-discussion before the podcast consisted of me saying, here's what we're going to do. Is that good with you? And not thinking about how that was taking away any sort of um, opportunities or any sort of agency. I hate that word agency. Just forget that word. But any basically sort of taking away Gail's input into this making her an equal partner as we are both in this mm. this sounds really sappy and very oh, but Karen, um, Amy. it's just like but the thing is is that's that's an important aspect to have is to be is just the the communication it's the meta communication that's something that fascinates me and something that i can talk about for hours generally when things aren't being recorded yeah. is the whole meta communication so it's not just um if you're saying do you want to come over for lunch shall we shall we upload the podcast on saturday mm-hmm. it's basically how you're saying it the words that you're choosing yeah. the verbs yeah. that you're using that may imply that one person has more power than the other one person is basically like can't be relied on to do their part there's all sorts of implications hidden in the words that we use and as a exactly. friend of mine once said a late friend of mine was a really good communicator once said we just need different words that's the problem the Mm -hmm. words that we have come loaded with so many meanings so that also makes me think about just communication in general when it comes to miscommunication with people and it's just like if you do have a relationship with them it's kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand you know how to successfully communicate with them because Mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't have that relationship yeah but on the other hand you also know the past grievances, <laughs> the past hurts, the past lights, you know what buttons to push. Yes. And uh, that actually can get it, actually can get in the way of the communication. So do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this matter of miscommunication? I absolutely um, agree with all of that. I think that depending on who you're communicating with, okay. the words mean different things to the receiver okay can you give me an example uh for example um oh geez well in in a a situation you had where Mm. people were trying to communicate to you Mm. a certain thing (laughs) (laughs) and but Mm. as i observed Mm. it wasn't Mm. 
the words they were using, it was how they were presented mm. and how you felt about those coming, those words coming from them, as yes. opposed to when I said I agreed with some things, but I didn't agree with how they were doing it. Yes. So, so communication is not just saying the words, mm -hmm. it's um, how you say the words, mm. your body language, mm. if it's available at the time. Mm. Like, I mean, if you're on the phone, obviously, mm -hmm. you're not going to get any mm -hmm. body language. Mm -hmm. But if certain people say certain things, you can really see the underlying meaning of them. Yes. Do you know what yes. I mean? I mean, I could say to you, pick up that dish from the table mm -hmm. and depending on your relationship mm -hmm. with me and, mm -hmm. or, or the situation mm -hmm. at the time that could mean okay I'll pick up the dish from the table or like why the hell am I going to do that why yeah. are you being so mean yeah. you know what I mean yeah so I it's all it's communication is situational yeah it's uh contextual. the relation contextual the yeah. relationship you have with the person mm -hmm. and all that stuff that all informs so, that so, I mean, obviously communication is very, um, very complex. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. And so much of it is carried, like you say that about it being situational and contextual. And so much of it is also carried by the nonverbals. I'm realizing mm -hmm. that more and more as I do some research into animal, like canine communication mm -hmm. with humans and saying that a lot of the time that people are people with pets, um, people with dogs will say that it's like my dog can read their mind. And it's like not to undermine the close relationship, but a lot of that is that the dogs have been doing heavy lifting for the thousands of years that they've been coexisting with humans. Mm -hmm. What it is, is that it's not so much that there is like a supernatural power. Well, it is a supernatural power and that you're that, that dogs, dogs as, you know, domesticated animals have uh, have spent thousands of years of learning how of watching and listening and even without us having a mutual language are able to pick up on the body language of people so they know when you're angry they know when mm -hmm. you're upset they know your true feelings that belie your words and now i think that if only humans approach those relationships in the same way mm -hmm. we do to a certain extent in that we are reading body language we're just not conscious of it mm -hmm. so times in which people will go Mm, I got somebody saying these words, but somehow I just don't trust this person or somehow mm -hmm. or somehow what they're saying, they're saying things that seem laudatory, but I'm actually hurt by what they're saying. And oftentimes people need to trust their gut because their gut, which is like also their their cognitive functioning is is actually um catching on the truer sense of the intent because we're reading this, but not necessarily understand we're not necessarily cognitively aware of it well it's for example okay a recent example like mm. now mm. Uh, ellen DeGeneres right now mm -hmm. who is having all of that controversy with um the abuse that has gone on allegedly gone mm -hmm. on allegedly allegedly, allegedly yes uh, mm -hmm. be, behind the yeah. scenes by mm -hmm. her and her some of her upper management sure so ellen has yeah. apologized and her staff as well too the lower management yes no but people are calling bs mm. um why is that because a that? it's i think it's season 18 the first episode mm. of her season 18 mm -hmm. and yeah. she wants mm -hmm. ratings so mm -hmm. she has to say something and she's trying to save her reputation mm -hmm. so people are like mm, 
she's got a 300 i believe it's 300 million dollar empire there so yeah so she doesn't want to lose that there's that there's that i wish some of that money was coming towards me but you know well there you go Um, you put up with a lot of abuse from ellen allegedly (laughs) no no i have not (laughs) kind of wish i did (laughs) (laughs) just you know anyways moving on moving on but she just i actually saw parts of that and i'm not really sure like her body language and did stuff. you watch the first so did you watch her watch, opening monologue i just yeah yeah days ago? okay and, and what was she was take? making light of it okay uh, she was making light of it and it wasn't something that i felt mm-hmm. should have been making light. but okay you felt so, it was so I, I felt the way that i felt she was trivializing it a bit okay. So that's not all so much an apology is sort of a dismissal of it. Not really a dismissal either, hmm. but just I don't know whether she was truly genuine because she okay. has a lot at stake. Okay, right. There's that. She did make some good points. I'm mm-hmm. not saying such that, as but, uh, that you can't be nice all the time and okay. all that stuff, which okay. is fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but the point is, is that be- mm. she didn't seem to communicate her apology very oh, well okay to be convincing to okay. everyone right okay that's so, an interesting point because, because it's yeah. like she has ulterior motives okay compelling ulterior motives to True. have the public forgive her right True. so yeah. i feel like she's kind of hooped in that way okay so anyways that's that's part of a communication where she's not she's not doing it as well as she could have so gail let me ask you this then do you think that if somebody is you do you think that if somebody is actually genuinely sorry that they will be able to that that will come through or do you think it's possible for someone to be genuinely sorry but a poor communicator and end up doing one of those i'm sorry you're offended or i'm sorry you're so stupid kind of comments i just something to think i i think it go could both okay do you know what i mean some people can be genuine Hmm. okay but and good communicators of it but some people Mm. can just not be and you just don't know like we're not mind readers right yeah so it's all our relationship to us that's the problem let alone ellen who neither of us know person neither of us know personally have had any interaction as far as i know i haven't had you um no. Um, the thing is, is and, and that's kind of a central issue with communication is because none of us can get into the heads of somebody else. Even people you can have loved and lived with someone for 100 years mm-hmm. and be like, I know them as well as I know myself. And then surprise, you find out that hmm, I don't really know myself as well as I thought. Mm-hmm. So nobody can do that. And that's part of one of the the sort of the monstrous and magical aspects of being human is that we never really know what's in somebody's head. And we can't know. And I think, um, at mm. least with close personal communication, mm. you have a trust there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You have a trust, whereas some people you just don't know. Yeah. Right. So, so they're all you mean trust in terms of that they ultimately want the best for you, that they care about you, and we're and not are genuine to, and are genuine with their okay. words, okay. right? Which which actually lends us so going back to what you just said and applying that to Ellen's is sort of apology. Cause I, I watched that a couple of days ago when the season 18 mm-hmm. opened. And one of the things that resonated that relates to what you said is when 
Ellen said, well, people who know you, you guys, I'm not that great of an actress that I couldn't, uh, that I could fool you for like eight now, 18 years, right? With the fat meeting with the fans. But the, the counter argument to that is that these people who, but the fans also are at a distance from her. This isn't the same as people who've worked with her personally. And the whole exactly. point of this is not to, to vilify Ellen. That's no, already no, no. sort of, but just to use that as an example of when she makes the statement, well, you know me, you know who I really am. But no, I don't. how can you know somebody that you're simply a fan of and part of celebrity culture where it's like, but you know what kind of a person I do? You know, how many no. of, I know I've had experiences in my own life, um, as I imagine that you have done as well for your, or with yourself, where people that I thought I know really well turned out to, to actually act in ways that were quite disturbing. And I found myself saying, have they changed or did I just never really know them? Yeah, I mean, and there's no way that um, typical Joe Blow can know a celebrity. Mm, no. It, you know what's put out by their PR firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm. for somebody it's to say, spin. you know me, it's like, no, yeah. I do not know you. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I would take but, the word from people like, so when somebody is, whether a person is a celebrity or not, mm -hmm. or whether we're talking about whether a person is, is mentioning somebody that they're having difficulty with in their own life, um, who I do not personally know, all I can go by in is there's that transference of trust. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking or sort of another friend of a close friend of mine is talking about somebody, it's just like automatically I'm going to be putting my trust and belief in what they're saying. Yes. In, in what you're saying, right? Yes. Because you're the person, you're the conduit through which I understand you're the narrator. You're the one telling the tale. I care about you, love you as a friend. So this is what's going to come so what yes. you're saying about a relationship is what I'm going to take in. Now, were I to meet, even if I were to meet that person, as somebody have met people in my life, my family and such, uh -huh. and gone and thought, oh, yeah, well, they're lovely people. Well, they're wrong. They're monsters. No. But the thing is, is that yeah. they can't, you can't then meet that person that a friend, somebody, a close friend has talked about and go, well, they seemed lovely to me. And going back to Ellen, when you had various celebrities who are close friends mm -hmm. also vouching for her and you have, you know, people who, you know, uh, you know, Brad Pitt and Jessica Alba and all different celebrities of, you know, who were saying, well, she was nice to me. Yeah, yeah because you're a wealthy, powerful, famous celebrity. Yeah, get <laughs> so so kind of like so then we have sort of something where it's like yes they might be very genuine in which she's in the same way somebody might be talking about another party and saying well the i'm just hypothetically saying here that friend of yours that you really really are angry with he was a lovely person to me like i've had good dealings with him because well, i don't know him in the same way well, I don't want to deal with the, with the Ellen issue for mm -hmm. the entire podcast, mm -hmm. but I will say that there mm -hmm. have been um, interviews with people who are not as famous mm -hmm. that were invited to the show and they mm -hmm. were treated like garbage. Yeah, I've heard about that too. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I mean, communication is so complex. Mm -hmm. It is. And depending on who it's coming from and how mm -hmm. much you trust them mm -hmm. or want to trust them. Mm -hmm. Communication affects us all, like whatever communication you have with 
a different person is affected by all of that. Absolutely. So. And I think this is where, I think this also comes back to the subject of cognitive dissonance, which is one, which is a fascinating one, which is that um, once people get to a level, and I know this, this very much pertains to me, um, once people get to a level of trust with people in their lives, mm -hmm. Anything, it, it's some, let's put it this way. It has to be a very egregious breach of trust or mm -hmm. some tremendous insult or, or just attack before I would question the friendship. So everything else is being discounted. Whereas mm -hmm. if it's somebody that I've just met, it's not that I'm looking for ways to distrust them. Mm -hmm. It's just that they haven't established that level of distrust. So something that they do that might be mildly annoyed that a friend I wouldn't even think of might become annoying enough to go, mm, do I really need another person yeah. in my life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. with that? No, no, I know. Yeah. So, and I also think about the way the cognitive dissonance plays and I don't know cognitive. It's fun to say, and it makes me sound <laughs> extremely like, well, you know, well educated, but um, using it in this context is where, what I was talking about, where I was thinking about before where something that a friend of mine, a way that a friend of mine phrased something where I was experiencing like a, a very vexing problem. And she had said, we're going to work through this together. And just the feelings of just sort of like love for her uh, as, you know, and the, the friendship and the support that I was getting from her. And then thinking about a family member who would often say, phrase things in that way, we'll figure this out together and then it's like and then what it becomes it, what a controlling and you made the comment about that that it's like yes because um what so it'll be like i will fix this for you yes and then you will deal with it that's how we'll work with, together yes <laughs> yes exactly so very much sort of like authoritarian very yes. controlling yeah so the thing is but my my mindset was such that i wasn't even parsing it that way when my friend said that, and that was the first time the friends, because it was a relative, she was a relatively new friend in my stable of friends at the time, when she had said that, and how delighted and how that gladdened my heart. And then thinking back to a family member who says that all the time, I wasn't even parsing it in that way. I was just like, mm. well, I'm not saying that that's how it is, but no, but that's an be, interesting right? perspective. And I think the very fact that, and then when when you mentioned that's how it could be, it's also. None of us really knows what other people, what their motivation are, what they're thinking in the same way that often I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thought for me. Oh, that's disturbing. But having somebody else's opinion that you respect, in this case yourself, where Thank you're giving you. me input, um, is not a bad thing to have in your stable of ideas because you're not saying i like what you said there gail i think that's a very important and at sense it speaks to your integrity um as a person is i'm not saying that's how it is but that's how it could be so mm -hmm. i i think we i think it would be good for all of us it would be beneficial for all of us um to look onto things that way that's that's not how it is, but that's how it could be. And uh, to ask for opinions from friends as to what they think this could be interpreted as. But I mean, depending what situation it is, mm. it could also be that loving, I'm going to help you. Sure, sure. And we will work it. It just depends yeah. on context yeah. and and situation, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but sometimes people do. I also think that in terms of things come with the background, but they also come with the words that people choose. And I've been thinking of something the last in the last little while, the issue of 
when somebody makes the statement, when, when you talk about a problem that you're having, some issue that you're going through, and you're not really asking for a solution, you're asking for a friendly ear, you're, mm -hmm. you're asking for a little bit of ground to bend. And a person will respond, can respond with, and, and in my case has responded with, um, that's you're not alone in this, mm -hmm. right? And you feel this sense of other people are also have this problem. You're not a freak. You're not, you know, be beyond the pale. There's other people who feel like this. And that means that there's people working on some solution and you can find a way with this. I'm thinking of other people who will respond to that with, um, you know, well, you're not the only, you, you know, you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. So that person, the person in the second example can very likely be meaning that also as you're not alone. But what it comes out, the subtext to that, the connotations are you're nothing. One says you're not alone. The other one says you're nothing special. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's kind of, a you know, and I find um, in situations like that, you kind of take it um, when somebody says something, you, you, you take it from whatever relationship you have with that person. Mm -hmm. And if you're in in a mood or something mm -hmm. you might take sure, it as sure your, your <laughs> mental state can have are you hangry yeah you know you know i have never been hangry yes i have <laughs> <laughs> good lord so, um yes. but yeah now that's the worst thing about communications no matter mm. how um you choose your words mm. or regulate your tone or mm -hmm. you know try to placate mm -hmm. people yeah it may go south real fast if they're in That's whatever true. frame of mind or you're in whatever frame of mind it's just, communication is is great yeah and yet it can be terrible <laughs> it can be kind of a landfield in in many ways i mm -hmm. i think for example like i also think of the as as much as I, I try to be like aware of the words that I'm saying and the connotations they have in the context mm -hmm. and the person how where they're coming from, I also knew I've also had experiences for and this is interesting that they are people who are no longer in my life with people where they were very deliberate in the words that they chose and in that being very sensitive and deliberate they often came off as very offensive or I found oh, them no. very offensive. So the back, and I think, and I've been kind of working through that a little bit and thinking that, okay, on one hand, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? Select your words, but not so much that, okay, so I'll give you the example of sort of one friend where he would, when he would come over to my place and I'd be making a meal as I often, uh -huh. as I almost always do for friends. And he was somebody who was really striving to be like a very enlightened modern man, mm -hmm. which he was, he genuinely was like, he wasn't some prime, you know, some primitive beast who's just like, he genuinely was, but he was also very mindful, but he was doing a lot academically mm -hmm. and got kind of caught in this way of like, he was almost like, like highly intelligent person, very yeah. articulate, but almost stymied his inability to communicate because he was falling all over his words. And in this per perfect example of this was at, at um, you know, where he'd be saying, I think of you, even in, in, in talking about how I think of you as my equal is making me feel that this is in doubt. And it got so bad that one point when I was sort of playfully doing this kind of like, and here is your dinner, sir, in a very facetious 
and very kind of like theatrical way, mm -hmm. he turned to me earnestly, Gail, and said, I don't think of you as my servant. To which I like threw the dinner in his face and said, good, I don't think. <laughs> but I was so put back. So part of that mm -hmm. was also like, there was also another issue in miscommunication there. And the issue was, is that him not understanding kind of the playfulness, mm -hmm. playing around. It's like, you know, when somebody yeah, yeah. is like yeah. being sarcastic, being sardonic, is saying something that they don't deliver. When somebody will make sort of a blatantly like offensive, whether sort of racially or gender wise, where the idea is, of course, I believe the opposite to be true. And it's so stupid. Like, if you didn't think that we were equals because we're male and female, mm -hmm. that there would be the problem. So the yeah. very fact of somebody, it's one of those, okay, it's like the, okay, another communication thing along those lines there. It's like, I would never sleep with your husband. The very fact of voicing Thank that. Thank you. Do you think that that gives comfort to anybody? No. Do you know what I mean? Not, like, it's just, I just want you to let you know, I will never sleep with your wife. It's well, just you like, will never be alone with my... <laughs> you know, so the whole thing of somebody stating that, but you'd be saying, but I'm but assuring them. But what you're actually doing is in bringing up something. So in the same way, this friend of mine in bringing up this concept or this idea of like in having to qualify this, mm -hmm. he was actually in some ways making me doubt the fact that he did see me as an equal. Yeah. Like it just brings up all kinds of weird feelings. Like yeah. I wasn't, I trusted you before, but now that you yeah. put that kernel of, 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 doubt, of doubt yeah exactly and that you're reassuring me so yeah I think a lot of I think a lot of times like with the communication there has to be an awareness of how both sort of like the in in the words of the tone the way that it's delivered the mm -hmm. verb usage you know it's just um that's a big part of it too and something we can talk further about mm -hmm. how much that conveys a sense of an unequal relationship yeah, that's... that somebody's controlling the other person or even even in a compliment. I one time I had a friend, a good friend, still a good friend, give me a lovely compliment and say, I don't mean that in a patron. I'm really proud of you. He was saying about something, uh -huh. something that I had achieved, uh, graduated from, graduated from university, actually. But because I knew him and his tone, that was kind of unnecessary. But it's interesting that he felt the need to sort of say, I don't mean that in a patronizing. And I'm like, oh, I didn't mean it. You know, so Weird. it's just... <laughs> You know, that's I, of, I like to take yeah. things at face value. Okay, right? that's that's an important thing. Depending yeah. on the person, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. You know, um, yeah, that would Does that come with trusting? Do you think are you inclined to take things at face value where you trust the person? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. If, okay. If I don't trust you, then I tear your story apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that has a lot to do with trust, right? Okay, okay. Uh, what I hate are backhanded things that sound like backhanded mm. compliments. Mm. I can't think of one specifically right now, but mm. we all know mm -hmm. those things that can be yeah. taken either way and shared sure. by somebody who can go like, either way. Even something when you've received an award or promotion at work and somebody says, oh, that was a bit of luck getting that. Like, okay, even sliding a very subtle thing that it had nothing to do with the work that you've yeah. done. Like, lucky break you getting that promotion. Lucky break you winning that award. So like, that's one of those. And the you're like, ah, gets nothing to do with luck. luck. All skills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's one of those sort of more sophisticated put downs that does come. It's sort of, it's, it, there, there's a lot to unpack with that. 
when it comes to certain kind of comments, like you say, the backhanded comments. And part of that goes back to the whole sarcasm can also be seen as passive aggressiveness. Uh -huh. You can say a lot of things. How many times people you get that with political figures where somebody will really step in, you know, somebody will say something that is incredibly offensive and go, I was joking. People yeah, can't eat a joke. That, but I, yeah. I heard somewhere that uh, that maybe statement, don't joke with people who don't know you very well. Well, I I heard that yeah. I, I can't remember where I heard, hmm. but when somebody says that was joking, it's like basically the defense of a bully. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard that, but to it be wasn't followed me. with a to be followed with a quote unquote air quotes here of an apology of I'm sorry you're so sensitive. Yes. You know, the non-apology of I'm sorry you're so sensitive. So a lot of times are, and that's that's really the danger. I'm a person who I have a great love of sarcasm. I've spent the majority, the vast majority of my, uh, like of my formative years in adult life being sarcastic. And I'm starting to realize, especially like going onto social media a lot, where, oh, the, the political landscape in the state, I mean, we're in Canada, but in the States following that is so fraught with division sometimes mm. necessarily so but you don't need the extra layer of not knowing what somebody's talking mm -hmm. about so if you need to know whether or not somebody is quote unquote on your side or where there is disagreeing the points where you disagree you need to know if they're being sincere if i'm saying oh that would be lovely gail you need to know if i'm actually agreeing this would be lovely if i'm well, like well i mean it all goes that, what i said before is tone when you, oh that's lovely gail mm -hmm. that tone Hmm. says nothing yeah. about it being lovely it's just dripping with sarcasm do you know what i mean I and that's all oh <laughs> that's all tone and the look hmm. on your face when you yeah. you know sure exactly exactly but imagine that's written in a tweet imagine that's written in a format in which there is no tone of voice i mean there's emoticon like there's there, there's some sort of very basic level ways to say ha ha i'm just joking lol that kind of a thing but devoid of seeing that person's expression hearing the tone of voice um it's trickier on social media you really have to be specific with your words mm. i think mm. i agree because words written down are are subject to misinterpretation mm. or i mean you can give them exactly exactly with uh i just i i think back to the classic sketch of the boys in the hall mm -hmm. and it was the fellow who is genetically incapable of um it, 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 genetically incapable of delivering something that's not in a sarcastic tone okay so it's not that he can't or text sarcasm it's that he can't like everything he delivers is in a sarcastic tone and how difficult it is for it just sort of like the skit the sketch takes place with him at some cocktail party right oh, yeah where somebody comes over introduces himself and it's like yeah it's such a pleasure to be here talking with you oh it's been a great this is this has been fun oh i haven't ever gone to a better party than this and he actually means it but he's just like it's there's just some tone that his tone is such and you know what, I think back to like this sketch is so brilliant because it just shows even people who are themselves not particularly, 
attuned to sarcasm realizes that by saying something in that way, that it's like, oh, Gail, that would be a pleasure to be doing this podcast with you, just in a way that if this was a graphic novel, it would be dripping. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the whole, the bubble, the, the conversation bubble would be dripping and it would be like, what, what's the problem? You know, I really like being here with you. Oh, sure, yeah. Carrie, me. Sure. There you go. So, but, uh, but yeah, funny, those kind of, those, those kind of comedic pieces that do point out those things that we don't really think about until mm -hmm. there is some miscommunication. And then we're like, what happened? What happened with this? Exactly. You know, how can. And I think people don't realize, um, Sometimes they don't realize how their words affect people. Okay. You know? Do tell. Uh, God. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> well, you know, just um, mm -hmm. like something that you you might just say offhand. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, look at your hair kind mm -hmm. of thing. But you're yeah. just saying it offhand. Yeah. And you might really mm -hmm. hurt somebody mm -hmm. by that. You know, like, oh, God, yeah. look at your hair. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah, the sky's blue. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It means nothing. The comment yeah. means nothing to you, but it yeah. meant to me. Sure. Saying it. Sure. But it meant sure. Like, oh my God, my hair. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like yeah. what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to be careful. I am mindful. Yeah. That's very true with that. I, I still go back to a friend of mine who hasn't seen me in Former, I have a lot of former, not not a lot of former friends, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm recalling incidents with people, former friends, because of these kind of mm -hmm. interactions. And he hadn't, we hadn't seen each other for a few years. And then we got together again. I had cut my hair uh, quite short at the time mm -hmm. and since grown considerably longer. But the first thing that he said to me was like, you look like a cancer patient. I know. And every time I've thought about cutting my hair again, I have considered his words. Absolutely. So he was a particularly like, okay, that's probably not more because an extreme it example. You. Oh, it absolutely did. And from this point, I'm like, do I look like a cancer patient? Do I look like, and it was, you know, just a particular, that was a particularly egregious. That wasn't just like, oh, he's clumsy. No, he wasn't just clumsy with his words. He had fallen down the stairs you know, and landed on a tumble at the bottom with yeah. those words. Yeah. That essentially what it was. I mean, I think you're, that's an extreme example of what you're talking about, where people say something and they might not parse it in the same way that you do if you're analytical. But people don't, people will often, maybe former friends of mine, maybe current friends of mine, will come back with examples of things that I've said that they were hurt with at the time and like have gone past. Mm -hmm. and it never even occurred like it wasn't like yeah I was trying to really I was pissed off with you and I was passively aggressive but I'm like oh my god I didn't mean it like that and I'm sure what most people do sometimes mm -hmm. when somebody says something communicates in mm -hmm. a poor way yeah you kind of hide it from mm -hmm. them and then it yeah. festers yeah and then, it's like, <laughs> and then you yeah. you know when you yeah. see the person next time yeah. you're like um, yeah. yeah, whatever, yeah. like, don't talk to me. And they're left, you know, yeah. wondering what the hell happened, right? But. So what know, do you do here. then? Do you think so, that it's important to, like, say, if somebody that who you think has your best interest in heart, who is a uh -huh. friend, is a loved one, do you think it's important then to, do you owe it to them to address that and say, I was really, like, 
I was the whole the structure of when you said X or did X, I felt like or or I was hurt, angry, sad, and disenfranchised because that makes me feel blank where it's not you're interpreting that person's motives. Do you think that's good to do? Um, it depends. It depends mm. on how you want to feel about that person. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I honestly think some people say things and just don't understand how that affects other people. Okay. okay. And I think that as the person that has been wounded in some situations, you do owe it to that person to say what, the hell hmm. <laughs> right yeah. yeah please yeah. don't speak to me in that yeah. matter um yeah. i don't know it's a hard call like relationships are hard yeah because <laughs> i can also see the opposite happening too where and i've also seen where i've caused kind of a fracture in a relationship because i've brought up something that i was hurt by that the other person are thinking oh no it's the end of the friendship they're telling me this on the, on my way out of the door and what i mean to say is whereas i'm feeling that i care about you enough that this bothers me so i want to bring it to you if i didn't care if for me that was like if for me that was a sense of that's the final nail in this friendship's coffin or this says to me that i really can't trust you or that you really don't have my that you don't care about me that I won't even bring it to that person. I will just not see that person as is my fault. <laughs> like it's not even worth you. You're not going to salvage the friendship because, you know, I mean, it's your priorities. Yeah. Right. I guess. Oh. I mean, I can't, I can't mm. give advice on like specifics mm. because I don't know the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just, I mean, mm. relationships are based upon communication. Yeah. So, Somebody, yeah. I guess if somebody hurts you, maybe yeah. you do owe it to them yeah. or do you owe it to yourself? Mm, that's a good, that's a do very you know good question. Mean? Yeah. Do you owe it is to it yourself? Is it worth it to you yeah. to say it? Yeah. Mm. Or is it better to leave the relationship? That's, mm. it's hard. I mean, it, every, that communication, especially between friends and family mm. can be so intimate and hurtful. Yeah. Or uplifting. Yeah. Do you know what it's I mean? It's the duality, like it's the, right? Yeah. Like, You're close, so it can either be, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, it really be. It just, as you say, uplifting, or it can just, it can either sort of lift you up, or it can decimate you, or disembowel. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. also, you have to have your own um, boundaries, too. Mm, you have to set important. your own boundaries yeah, with communication important. and that's stuff, right? Important. Like, Absolutely. don't speak to me that way. Yeah. I've, I've been in a situation where it's like, I love you, but I can't have you speaking to me that yeah. way or treating me that way. So yeah. I'm sorry, I can't communicate with you. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it always degenerates into... Mm -hmm. terrible terrible things yeah yeah <laughs> so yes exactly exactly it's um i don't know do you think it comes down to a, a gut level like if you start to feel i okay say for example i realized sort of with people that i don't have in my life anymore when i started to look at this analytically and realized that after every time that i got together with them i was either either during during the uh, during the occasion or after immediately afterwards, I was either in tears, I was raging, um, 
or I just felt totally just empty. And this was occurring like virtually every time we got together that that was problematic. So do you think a person should kind of pay attention to those? Well, I can only got speak feelings. I can only speak from my situations. Mm -hmm. um, for example, this person I spoke of about, uh, she knows how to use words mm -hmm. and she knows how to make them weapons. So when you're, when you're, mm. you know, when mm -hmm. you're weaponizing words yeah. to mm -hmm. specifically hurt somebody, yeah. then you owe it to yourself as the person being proverbially attacked yeah. to set boundaries. Does motive come into it? What if a person Absolutely is... Absolutely motive comes into so it. So what if, what, what do you do in the circumstance where somebody is like being very hurtful but is thinking that they're being helpful because i think that comes up an awful lot where people aren't it's easy to deal with evil people you just avoid them yeah but, but you know what you I, know, I i'm not really qualified no but it's in just like, terms in terms of how you feel with that like well how i feel are. about yeah. it it's like okay i assess the relationship I have with this person. Okay. Do I want to keep it? Mm. Yes. Then I have to, we have to have a discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie. I will defend myself verbally. <laughs> so and no, and not wrong with that. it'll degenerate into chaos if you're not communicating. And I mean, yeah. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not communicating uh, my boundaries and not communicating, you know, I hear you sister. And I'm just, the same way. So, yeah, but, I mean, I make in the a interest... lot of assumptions about things about what people should do if they're generous or they're fair, or if they yeah. care about you, and then I won't actually tell people what but, my but also I are. yeah I also realize though that um, sometimes I don't want to hear the truth. Oh, and if somebody's oh, communicating the okay. truth, I don't want to hear that. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? That's okay. not my jam at the moment. You know, I understand. I okay. And I, I'm, I'm sure other people have had that where it's like I don't yeah. want to hear the truth. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, like yeah. screw oh, you. Oh, I totally. Yeah. yeah. This is how it's done. And you know sometimes I mean? also too, there's times when you don't want to hear the truth, but there's also there's also times when um, not only okay. You don't want to hear the truth, but there's also times when you would be more open to hearing the truth. Yeah. But the timing is bad. And yeah. the timing is not good when you've lost your job, when you've messed up a project, when you're feeling extremely like unattractive, when something has gone, you know, when you've your house is burned down in a fire. Not really the time to hear truths about there's the time and place. But you know what? Sometimes there's no good time and place. My my dad and my mom obviously have had to talk to me in the past like mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. every child yeah right yeah. and there is no good time yeah. you just have to blurt it out that's and maybe an important somebody... point that's an important point but it's all communication and it's even if you don't want to hear mm -hmm. that communication it has to be done so yeah. but how it's presented mm -hmm. and how tactful or blunt yeah. do you know what i mean yeah i do it's very very Communication is... It's just there's so many factors to it. And, and, and to aid you, dear listener, as to as as we've learned, is that there's a number of books that we've been reading and discussing that we'll be discussing on future podcasts, like one that I know that have had particular kind of 
resonance and that uh, we've been able to apply into our lives. So we'll be discussing them and going further into them. And there's some good wisdom from a number of these on future podcasts. But uh, for now, we will wrap up this discussion. And I think that we've touched on some interesting points. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've solved the issue of how does one get over the problems with the communication? What do you think, Gail? It's an evolving process. That's true. Work in progress. <laughs> Work in progress, communication, ourselves, and this podcast. Good, good day, listeners. Thank you, guys. See you next week. See you next week.